محمد 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 رسول اللہ رسول اللہ رسول اللہ محمد رسول اللہ یا رب صلی علی نبی السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ عزب اللہ من شیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم ریسنٹلی محمد حجاب اینڈ بارڈ ارمن ہیڈ اے کانورسیشن محمد حجاب از دا ون ہو انوائٹیڈ بارڈ ارمن فار اے کانورسیشن اباؤٹ ہز ویوز ریگارڈنگ دا بائبل ریگارڈنگ the reliability of the Bible and his thoughts on a number of uh, related issues. First of all, I thought that this interview was uh, quite interesting. Uh, it's, this is uh, one of the, at least for me, it's one of the first times I'm seeing a, a Muslim uh, speaker uh, speaking with uh, with Bart Ehrman, who is, who is an expert in Christianity. So a Sunni uh, recognized uh, Sunni preacher, Muhammad Ejab, Uh, speaking to uh, Bart Ehrman, who is an expert in Christianity. So it is an interesting exchange of ideas, nevertheless. And being an Ahmadi Muslim and a missionary with the Ahmadi Muslim community, it's interesting uh, to see this happen. And and I thought that uh, I would share some uh, some of my impressions of this uh, interview or this discussion, rather, between Muhammad Hijab and Bart Ehrman. So there are a number of things that I that I that I had a chance to note down. One of the f- main themes of their discussion was on the reliability of the New Testament and there's not much that I would disagree with when it comes to the reliability of the New Testament. Bart Ehrman after all is a very experienced uh, scholar, a very uh, well you know he has written a lot of books and he has done a lot of research. on the bible and what he says about the new testament especially is something that uh, we cannot deny most of what he says uh, is quite uh, quite deep and you know he has, he has done his homework um, so for instance he mentions that there are discrepancies in the gospels which make them less reliable and that's that's quite true and uh, you know when it comes to the gospels if you if you if you read them Uh, horizontally like if you read the book of uh, the gospel of matthew and then the gospel of uh, mark and then the gospel of luke and then the gospel of john the stories are similar and you might not notice it but um, if you if you take the stories and and put them side by side in fact i have a book in my library which is entitled gospel parallels so it shows you the stories of the gospels Uh, parallel to one another, uh, side by side to one another. And that's when you see the discrepancies. That's when you start to see uh, certain details uh, that um, uh, that uh, were, that are, you cannot reconcile uh, those differences. You cannot say uh, that both of the Gospels are, are true. Now, what Christians have done and Christian apologists have done is that they have tried to reconcile all of uh, the stories and of all of these objections they have tried to show that you can reconcile them and they have talked about perspective they talk, they've talked about for instance 
um, you know, for any incident when we when we report it, if two people are talking about the same incident, they will speak uh, in different ways. They will speak uh, from their perspective. So that part is understandable. But there are certain things in the Gospels that are, uh, you know, totally opposite to one another. And and Bart Ehrman brings this up that Mark will say one thing, Matthew will say another, and it's completely the opposite thing. And and uh, so if you treat uh, the New Testament as a historical document, uh, that's when uh, you will start to see those things. And if you if you keep faith out of it, then you will see uh, those uh, differences. Uh, as far as 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 far as Bart Ehrman's uh, beliefs are concerned, he was talking about how he left uh, Christianity, not because of these things in particular, but because of his other concerns about suffering and all that. So that's a different topic. Uh, but uh, he is interested in, in, in the study of the Gospels because they are a historical document. In fact, I get that question a lot as well. My interest in the Bible, why do I have so much interest in the Bible? being a missionary with the Ahmadiyya Muslim community. And one of the reasons is that it is a, a you know, very historical document. An entire civilization uh, is based off of the, the Bible. I mean, the, the whole civil, the Western civilization, the, the, you know, nowadays religion might be on the decline. Nowadays, the Christian churches might be facing some decline, although that's also arguable. But, uh, but uh, the, the the fact is that for most of Western history, uh, we had very staunch uh, believers in the Bible uh, as the leadership in in the Western world. Um, so, so that part is also interesting, and I, I I think I can relate to that. That 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 when it comes to the Bible, one of the reasons why I'm interested is because it's of the the, the nature of this document, the, the the historical value that the Bible uh, carries when it comes to 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 the Western uh, civilization. Now, uh, the question about Jesus Christ, and and this is this is where the discussion gets interesting. The discussion about Jesus Christ, as in the uh, Quran and uh, and uh, as in the Bible, of course, in the Quran, uh, it's very clear that Jesus Christ never claimed to be God himself. And um, and uh, it is true that a lot of Muslims read Bart Ehrman's work, and this also was brought up by Muhammad Hijab. And so uh, Bart Ehrman is right in pointing out that his views are not in line with, obviously not in line with traditional Christianity, but also not in line with the Muslim view. And he says that uh, be this is because, primarily because he believes that Jesus Christ was crucified and he died on the cross. And um, and, and and he's dead and he's buried. Now, uh, he, he pointed out that, that, that a lot of Christians, there are lots of Christians who who don't consider belief in the res res resurrection as necessary, and um, and 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 he, he seemed to be agreeing with that. Um, so 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 that's fine. I mean, that's his perspective. But I do want to point out here that in his book, How Jesus Became God, he does point out Bart Ehrman does point out other possibilities. He does state clearly that Jesus Christ, in his view, Jesus Christ died on the cross. And uh, and was uh, uh, you know buried, but 
he does point out that there are other possibilities. And one of those possibilities is that Jesus Christ fell into a swoon or uh, basically became unconscious and was presumed to be dead. And then later on, he recovered from his wounds. And that's what people call his uh, resurrection. So this is something which is very interesting because from an Ahmadiyya Muslim perspective, this is exactly what we say, that he was put on the cross, but he survived the crucifixion by uh, because he fell into fell, fell unconscious and and some people presumed to be for him to be for, for, for him to have died. But then later on he was treated for his wounds and he 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 was uh, seen alive again and and people can call this a resurrection because he had a near death experience so there's nothing odd or awkward about calling this a a a, 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 a resurrection in in a certain way but anyways this is one not what the main discussion was about and uh, um, the the discussion went into another tangent about uh, Jesus claiming to be a messianic uh, prophet. Um, and uh, Ehrman uh, says that uh, this is true. But interestingly, what he points out is that Jesus uh, does appear to be claiming to be God in the Gospel of John. And this is the most important point. And if you are watching this video up to this point, uh, this is my main reason why I wanted to do this video is that it, it, you know, this is important to understand that. So Bart Ehrman says that Jesus claims to be God in the Gospel of John. And uh, there was this discussion about the Gospel of John having a higher Christology as compared to the other Gospels. And I totally agree with that, that yes, there is a higher Christology. And a lot of Christians accept that as well, that the Gospel of John has a higher Christology and the other Gospels have a lower Christology. And I'll explain Christology in a minute. What, what Barterman, what I learned from him, another point here, is that Christians knew this. And that's why they tended to call the Gospel of John the spiritual gospel, right? And uh, because they, they felt that that's where the divinity of Jesus is, is expressed uh, very clearly. Uh, from from a Christian perspective, I, I can see how and why they say this, but this is problematic because now scholars have proven that, or or at least given us a lot of evidence to consider the fact that uh, the Gospel of John was written very late, right? So the crucifixion of uh, Jesus happens uh, 33 or 34 CE, and then the Gospel of uh, Mark probably written the earliest between 65 and 70 CE, and then the Gospel of Matthew and Luke uh, were written between 85 and 90, uh, or somewhere around there, and the Gospel of John is written after 90 CE, maybe 100 CE, and some people say 110 CE. So very, very late. And um, so the 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 issue is that. Uh, the, the Gospel of Mark, which probably has the lowest Christology, is, being the, is the first one to be written. And the Gospel of Matthew and Luke are later, and they seem to be enhancing what the Gospel of Mark is saying. And then the Gospel of John is, is seemed to ha seems to have just done away with all the previous Gospels and written the Gospels from the start, from scratch, and it totally tries to portray uh, Jesus as God. 
So this much, I, I, you know, I think this is what Barderman would be saying, and this much I, I agree, agree with, and this is something he brought up in his, in his books as well. This is something that a lot of uh, scholars would also uh, say. Um, so, so the question was that, the question is that when Jesus says he is the son of God, what does this mean? When he says, when he is referred to as God, then the question is, God in what sense? And and Barterman would say that the different Gospels portray Jesus as God in in a different sense. Each each Gospel portrays him uh, as God in a different sense. So uh, my response or my understanding to this uh, is that uh, in none of the Gospels, we have absolute clarity about Jesus uh, cl- claiming to be God. And the promised Messiah, Hazrat Mirza Ghulam, Ahmed, peace be upon him, has said that as well. That um, that uh, the Gospels do not uh, portray Jesus um, as uh, God in, because we cannot see the Gospels in isolation. We have to see the Gospels within the context of the Bible. And when we look at the Bible, Many others have been referred to as God, sons of God, and so there is nothing distinct about Jesus. Uh, and this is there's a long discussion. There's a lot of references that can be provided in this regard. Uh, when I wrote my book, uh, The Myth of the Divinity of Jesus Christ, I, I included some of those references there as well. So when it comes to the, uh, you know, and and and. A lot of Christians would say, and Bartimaeus was also saying that the Gospel of John is very clear that Jesus is being portrayed as God. Well, is it? Uh, that's the question mark here, because there are Unitarian Christians who would disagree with that, who would see that the Gospel of John does dis- describe Jesus as in in very, uh, uh, you know, in, in words that are very divine-like, but many of those words, or all of those words, have to be taken as metaphors, right? And so they have a completely different understanding of what the Gospel of John is saying. And then, if you want to be more specific, and the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, has brought this up as well, if you be specific with the words of Jesus, uh, you will not see divinity, um, you know, you will not see a claim to divinity in the words of Jesus, even in the Gospel of John. Um, and and Barderman points out, for instance, that in the Gospel of John, Jesus is saying, uh, I and the Father are one, or um, before Abraham was, I am. Uh, you know, we have something called the I am statements in the Gospel of John. That's totally fine. But the issue is that when Jesus was confronted, this is in John chapter 10, verses 29 and 30 onwards, when Jesus said some of these things, the Jews assumed uh, that he has claimed to be God. What was Jesus' response at that time? This is in the Gospel of John. Jesus says um, that, is it not written in your law that ye are gods? So he's essentially saying that you have also been called gods in your own scripture. So what is so strange about me referring to myself as the son of God when God has blessed me in so many ways. So it's uh, in the words of Jesus, you know, there is there is a complete, uh, you know, rejection of any interpretation where we see Jesus as truly God. Uh, so even in the Gospel of John, we have that in the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, has brought this up. And it's very uh, very powerful. It's a very powerful argument, and I have not yet seen any 
clear refutation of this from any Christian apologist. Um, so uh, this is uh, this, this is important. And the I am statements is another topic we we can, we can uh, I, I can I can uh, present on that on some other occasion. But you know, to be to be clear, the I am statements before Abraham was I am or the other I am statements they only occur in the Gospel of John. They are not found in the other Gospels, right? Which is another problem. Right? Why? Why would I accept something that from a gospel that is so late as compared to the other gospels? Um, and even if the, Jesus did say there is no look, there is no place where he where he says I am God. Right? He makes these statements before Abraham was I am, which is vague, which is not clear, which is not as uh, powerful as a piece of evidence as as it, as it should be if we have to assume that Jesus has made the claim uh, to be to be God uh, there was some discussion in the in the uh, in the interview between uh, Muhammad Ajab and, and and Bart Ehrman about viewing the Bible as inerrant and uh, again Ehrman was clear that uh, inerrancy is uh, is is a funny idea to have I mean the Bible is not inerrant. It's not, it's not. And there, there was one point when I saw one Christian apologist, very famous at that time, who said that inerrancy has to be understood. If inerrancy is understood clearly, then everybody would say that the Bible is inerrant. Now, what does that mean? Now, are we playing with the word inerrant? Are we trying to say something else while not saying that it's inerrant or it gets confusing. And this is the problem with many Christian ideas that uh, they become very confusing and convoluted and and nobody gets what's happening. And, and the same thing happens with, with the concept of the Trinity as well. Um, near the end of the discussion, there was uh, some uh, something said about a book having no contradictions. Uh, should be from God. Um, I think Muhammad Ejab brought this up that the Quran says that if it is, uh, if it had not been from God, there would have been contradictions in it. And Ehrman was rejecting this idea, and he was saying that, uh, "What does this mean? Uh, who came up with this, uh, with this uh, logic?" And he was bringing up uh, quantum theory, and he was saying that a lot of things in quantum physics uh, are, are 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 not in accordance with logic and. And logic is a is a is not the right base to for us to stand on, uh, but the problem is that you know quantum physics we haven't fully understood everything about the quantum world because we are not in it. There is a lot of theory, uh, so that's a bad example to give because uh, there are a lot of things in the quantum physics world, and I'm not an expert, but there's still a lot of things that we we do not fully understand. I don't think any physicist would disagree with me when I say that there are a lot of things in the in that world that we do not fully understand. So, so give to give an example of that. Oh, it defies logic. So, why why should logic be the basis of anything? Uh, it's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous argument because logic is where we should be f basing our our arguments, and that's where you know that's how we use. Um, you know, that's how we make discussions. That's how we talk about a lot of different things uh, in life. Um, but uh, again, having said that, uh, the Quran says, if this book had not been from God. So the Quran is not saying that if something is not contradictory, 
it's from God. The Quran is not saying that. And that had to be, that had to be clear. And I think in that discussion with, with, uh, between Muhammad Ajab and Bart Ehrman, this, this point didn't come out as clearly as it should have been. Uh, if a book does not have any contradictions, it does not mean it is definitely from God. I, I could write a tweet, I could write a Facebook post, which doesn't have any contradictions. And that doesn't mean that it's from God. It, a lot of humans write uh, posts and they write articles that, that do not have contradictions. Uh, the Quran is saying that, uh, you know, if the book is claimed to be from God, right, um, then it would not have any uh, contradictions in it. This is an important point to understand, right? And take a moment, if you are thinking about this, to understand this, um, uh, that if a book is not from God, right, there would be, there, there, there is a possibility that there will be lots of contradictions uh, in, 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 in that kind of book, right? Uh, human beings can make errors. If the Bible has contradictions, those are human mistakes, right let's let's uh, be fair about that uh, a book cannot be said that the bible is we cannot say that the bible is from god and then there are contradictions in it right um and now again ehrman would 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 disagree uh, with this uh, with this uh, statement uh, because he was questioning logic uh, but my understanding is that if we start questioning logic in this way then uh, nothing would make sense uh, in our world, right? Um, the other point to understand about this, and this is my final point, is that when it comes to when it comes to the Holy Quran, it is also claiming to be a book that cannot be matched. It's claiming to be a book that cannot be replicated by a human. A human being cannot go and and create something that is like the Quran. It's the it's it is it is perfect. It is unique. It is, it is matchless, right? And that is what uh, makes it uh, something that has come from God Almighty. That's all I'm going to say on this. Uh, I really appreciate all of you uh, who uh, are watching my videos and subscribing to my channel. I really appreciate it. Do send me feedback uh, regarding these videos, uh, how it can be improved and ideas for future videos. And if there are any debates that are coming up, please do let me know about those as well. Jazakallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Muhammad, Muhammad, Muhammadur Rasulullah, 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 Muhammadur Rasulullah. Salli ala nabina Salli ala muhammadin Salli ala habibina